Star Wars 7x7 episode number 1884 today. The first of three episodes where we look at the details of Thrawn colon treason, the novel by Timothy Zahn that came out just a little while ago and concludes, at least for now, the journey of Thrawn in the galaxy far, far away, at least until we find out what happened to him at the end of Star Wars Rebels. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode and we're going to do this in the fast fact style. Seven fast facts about Thrawn colon treason, a Star Wars novel and this is the review episode of the three episodes that we're going to do. This one is, eh, for the most part, non-spoiler. I'll flag anything if it really comes up, but uh, the following two episodes that will come out on Sunday and Monday, those will be more spoilery per se, but this one, pretty much a non-spoilerish review, but the book's been out for a while, so I, you know, I think that <laughs> if you haven't yet read it, then, you know, you've had enough time and, and fair notice, but, you know, I'll give you a heads up all the same. So one thing for a start to tell you is that the timeline for the book actually fits very neatly into the canon timeline in the sense that there is a period of time during the final season of Star Wars Rebels where Thrawn is taken off the board in the proceedings. Basically, Tarkin says, hey, we need you to come to deal with a problem here, and it involves your TIE Defender project. So... That's what he's called away for, what happens in Thrawn, colon, treason. And when the novel is over, when everything that has transpired has transpired, his next thing is, hey, I'm taking off back for Lethal to see what's going on over there. So yeah, slots neatly into his absence in that final season. And so what is the reason he's called away? Well, there's basically a problem with a supply point for Stardust, aka the Death Star Project, where these essentially Minox on steroids called Grawlicks are interfering with ships and making them jump to hyperspace into heaven knows where, and ultimately there are lots of supplies for Stardust that are not getting to Geonosis, where they need to be going. So... Thrawn is basically called in because nobody can solve the problem of the Grawlicks and get them to go away. Krennic can't figure it out. The regional governor, Governor Haviland, can't figure it out. The guy who is running the military presence in the area, Grand Admiral Savit, can't figure it out. And so, basically, Tarkin maneuvers Thrawn into the situation and gets him to wager funding for his TIE Defender project because Stardust is taking up so much money. And so, ultimately... Thrawn is maneuvered into betting the funding for his TIE Defender project that he can solve it within a week. Now, your third fast fact has to do with the fact that this starts off actually a bit slow and seems like it's a bit beneath Thrawn's capabilities. The whole thing about just getting rid of a bunch of pests, yeah, yeah, doesn't seem like it. But it suddenly turns Byzantine, for lack of a better word, because not only are pirates involved, it looked like the Grawlicks were the problem, but in fact, it's actually some very sneaky pirates. And not only that, but the pirates are then being attacked by a group of folks who were previously the villains in Thrawn Alliances, and that would be the Grisk. Yes, they have returned, and not only have they returned, but they have returned deep 
into Imperial space. But it just so happens that the Grisk are already being tracked by another group of people, and this is where things start to get fun in Thrawn, colon, treason, because it signals the return of Eli Vanto, who was a well-beloved character from the original Thrawn reboot novel, and had disappeared into the unknown with the Chiss Ascendancy at the end of that novel, and so there's a lot of talk about you know, once he reappears, who is he? What is his deal? Is he a traitor? Was he dead? What actually happened to him? And we get to learn about his fate. It's been a year and change since the events of Thrawn, the original Thrawn, since he left the Galactic Empire and went to work for the Chiss Ascendancy. We also get to meet Admiral Aralani, with whom he had been stationed at the time, and we learn a lot about their dynamic and about how she is working in a leadership position within the Chiss Ascendancy. And so ultimately, your fourth fast fact is that this craziness of the Grisk ending up getting involved in this whole thing and the fact that the Chiss Ascendancy were tracking the Grisk, well, that's how ultimately Admiral Aralani and Eli Vanto and Grand Admiral Thrawn are reunited. And that part is fun, especially to see, you know, characters that know each other and haven't been around each other and get to reunite and it doesn't necessarily go the way that Eli thinks it would should possibly could go and definitely not to <laughs> the level that he wanted to which kind of raises a few questions that we'll talk about in tomorrow's episode about the Chiss in general and Grand Admiral Thrawn in specific. And for a fifth fast fact one of the great things about the novel is that it gives everybody a chance to shine. So Eli gets to go off on his own mission and he also gets to bring with him Death Troopers, but out of uniform. So you get to know a little bit more about Death Troopers. And you also get to learn more about the second in command of Thrawn, that would be Commodore Pharaoh, who is feeling a bit insecure because she didn't get assigned to a task force that she thought that she was you know, perfectly positioned for and should have been recommended for. And it turns out that Thrawn actually had different and far better plans for her, far bigger plans, and that's a wonderful reveal toward the end of the novel. And assistant director Ronan, who is there to watch over Thrawn at the behest of director Krennic, is a marvelously portrayed toady who is super annoying and ultimately really messes everyone over, but Thrawn, of course, manages to get his in his way. Your sixth fast fact has to do with... You know, one of my, you know, I guess complaints about the novel or just, you know, something that didn't quite ring. But what ends up happening a lot in the novel is that there are a lot of sort of Columbo moments where characters are all trying to, you know, one-up each other and say, ah, oh, but you forgot one thing or there's one thing you failed to consider. Like, there are a lot of these moments <laughs> In the novel and it gets a little frustrating and you kind of go really here we are again with like oh and one more thing uh but you know that's a small quibble all things considered but as far as a final wrap-up on the novel well i'll give you that after the breaks so stay tuned
This episode is brought to you by Constant Contact, the premier email marketing solution for small businesses and organizations. I've used their service since 2003, and over the past decade and a half, I've watched them evolve, make the product simpler, more powerful, easy to use, and do everything that they can to help train people to use the product more effectively and for it to work with other forms of marketing like social media, for example. So. Check out sw7x7.com slash email to learn more about Constant Contact and start a free trial. Once again, that is sw7x7.com slash email for a free trial. Welcome back. So, you know, I, I enjoyed reading the novel. It you know, wasn't an unpleasant read or anything like that. But ultimately, I feel like the story is, you know... You know, not necessarily all that remarkable, and really where the joys of it are are in the characters that you get to interact with again, particularly Eli Vanto, who has a you know purpose being with the Chiss that he doesn't understand, and yet we do finally get to find out, and it's a rather important one. And additionally, the expansion of information about the Chiss ascendancy and the Gris hegemony, yeah, that for the potential that they have for future storytelling, that is exciting stuff. But then when you realize that, oh, but that's, you know, stuff down the road, you know, it leaves you a little bit dry with this particular one. It wasn't a bad novel, but it just wasn't necessarily as exciting to me as previous ones have been. So there you go. That's my review of Thrawn, colon, treason, the non-spoiler-ish review. For now, though, that's going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.